This podcast is brought to you by The Pod Tower, hosted by the Watchtower database. Visit youtube.com slash thepodtower for informative, hilarious DC animation-themed podcasts and live streams every week. And check out the Watchtower database for DCAU video essays, timelines, fan theories, and more. And please, enjoy the show. Oh, we know we already did that part. Yeah. Oh. Babe. Babe. On. Babe. Bat. Babe? Wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Babe Babe on on the the Babe Babe Wagon. wagon. I'm James, and I'm I'm here to show my friend Brian the entire DC Animated Universe. Wait, wait, wait. You say say that. Uh You have this whole, like, minute-long spiel. It starts with, I'm James, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm here to show my friend Brian the entire... I see your name like four words later. I guess. Doesn't it feel like an introduction-y thing? For me? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the more important one. Oh, okay. I'm James, and I'm here to show my friend Brian the entire DC Animated Universe from start to finish. Do you want me to say it differently? I've I've reworded it so many times, I thought I found the right way. God damn it. No. Controversial air date order. So he may view these shows the way human beings experienced them in the far gone days of the 1990s. They're not that far gone. It's like five years ago. They're more gone the long. You're so much younger yesterday, said Haley Steinfeld. Uh, We recommend you watch today's DCAU episode before listening to this podcast to get the full experience out of our discussion. At the time of this recording, Batman the Animated Series is available to stream on HBO Max and available on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, and please, if you send in mail or leave a comment, do not spoil anything past this episode for Brian. Episode for Brian. <laughs> Today we're watching Sideshow, which you guessed was Clayface and Joker having a hug off. <laughs> off uh, to the side. Off to the side. And it's a show. And, and I'm also Brian. Killer Cross Origin <laughs> Story. Thank you. You've been waiting. <laughs> I just want to throw that in in, in, in more and more in like increasingly awkward places. <laughs> A little bit. Cass, you want to hear the cast? And I'm Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing now, baby. Brace yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Sideshow originally aired Tuesday, May 3rd, 1994. No skip days. Wait, wait. wait. No. What? What was the last one? Monday, May 2nd. The second? Oh, I thought it was day. like the 7th or 8th or no, something like that. We went and back I in we went time. Back. I was really scared back for a minute there. 4.30 p.m. on Fox. <laughs> Produced number 66 right after The Worry Men aired number 67. Okay, I'm like, am I having a stroke? <clears throat> yes. What was the last produced one? Because the last produced, or did it air 66, the last one? The last one aired 66. Okay. Yes. See, okay. I'm doing good. This is okay. Go back in time. <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah. We have Teleplay by Michael Reeves and Bryn Stevens. We got the Reeves Stevens going on. <clears throat> it, but not Gar- Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. It's a different Reeves and different Stevens. Oh, my brain. <laughs> my brain. This, this episode's not good for Brian. <laughs> Can we start Michael- over again, please? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, Michael Reeves notably wrote Pretty Poison. And perchance to dream and I am the night 
and bullshit. I mean, Bryn Stevens, some BS. Uh, Heart of Steel, Birds of a Feather, Shadow of the Bat. Story by Michael Reeves, directed by Boyd Kirkland. A chance to dream, beware the gay ghost. Uh, gay ghost, beware the gay ghost. I'm gonna start over. <laughs> director Board, Board, Board <laughs> Director Board Kirkland, Borg Boring, Borgland. Boring Boyd Kirkland. Notably, perchance the dream, beware the gray ghost. I am the night house and garden. We just watched that. We did just watch HGTV. HGTV. Music by Michael McQuistion. Notably, I am the night Christmas with the Joker and the Demon's Quest Part One. Two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight. eight. Animation by Dong Yang. <laughs> Layout by Spectrum. That's all the credits. Nice. Now we watch the show. Oh. Uh, the sideshow. Clay, who do you think is going to win the hug off? Clayface or Joker? I think jo- jo- Clayface has, he's just going to absorb Joker into his body. Yeah, he's, he's a really good Well, hugger. he's dead. So Joker no, would win. Joker wins by default. He's in the water. He's fine. He's in the water. <laughs> you're always fine when you're in the water, especially if you're made of face cream. There's a cat. It's still Dang. it's still cat. Week, We're still folks. in the cat house because we just finished recording the last. <laughs> Let's go watch sideshow. No, I don't mind sleeping out on the straw. Go ahead and take my bedroom. And don't put yourself out for me. Uh, the cot's too small anyway. And tomorrow we'll go swimming, right, Croc? Oh, there's the coolest grottos along the river. It's like another world. Yeah, sure, kid. Uh, too bad I forgot my bathing suit. That's right, our new friend here is going to need additional raiment. Huh? He means clothes. Oh, yeah? You guys got money? Uh, just a small nest egg left over from the purchase of this mill. Fifty thousand. Oh, thank you, Goliath. It's not something we like to broadcast. Fifty grand, eh? A guy could go to town on that. Dog care. Dog what? <laughs> dog care. <laughs> Texting Kimmy about dog care. Oh, what happened in? S- I almost said slideshow. What happened in sideshow, Brian? Sideshow, Brian. Sinyap, sinyap. If you're wondering, sinyap, sinyap. What you just watched, sinyap, sinyap. Take a listen to the synopsis. The short and summary, which is sometimes kind of long. <laughs> it's like such a pause now. To like, what happened? Don't tell me yet, though. I did the thing. But then you just sit here like, ah, yay. I like your conducting and dancing along to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, man, well. This was an interesting episode. <laughs> it was a really unique one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Killer Croc is on a train. He's been imprisoned and is going someplace upstate. East. <laughs> East. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, he busts. <laughs> he busts. Oh, boy, <laughs> <Sorry>. does he. <laughs> <laughs> um, he busts out of his containment. Mm-hmm. And, Just as uh, they expected. Yeah. Well, wake me up if he gets loose or something. <laughs> He's loose. Yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds later. I hope that was like on purpose, sort of. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, he busts out. Luckily, Batman is undercover on the train. <laughs> 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 yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that. Like, yeah. oh, mustache guy was just Batman. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> doing the full uh, Superman Clark Kent yeah. pulling mm-hmm. his like bat. suit open yeah, and the yeah. bat suit is revealed mm-hmm. or whatever. The bat onesie. The bat ones. And uh, there's Batsy. there's a there's a rooftop uh, train fight between mm-hmm. Killer Croc and Batman. You said like, oh, we this is our second train top fight i think the first one was like cat in the claw part two like forever ago so yeah. it's weird that you like include like oh i remember do you remember <laughs> our, our memory conversation yes. we had in the drive over here it included talking about I, yeah i guess you said you would remember specific things yeah not the episode yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah i couldn't tell you, you what episode it. it was but i do remember the train fight <laughs> i could strange say, things yeah. happen yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's a train fight. Uh, Batman and Killer Croc go <laughs> descending off of the train <laughs> yeah. and down into one of 40 canyons <laughs> yeah. or one of level, the 40 levels of canyons just outside canyons of Gotham City. Canyons, yeah. It's canyons all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of that one, actually. It's the subtitle. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Actually. Yeah, I wonder if there's the some down, kind of yeah. like metaphor of like mm, descending. And, yeah. Anyway. Um, it's like the the levels of hell. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Dante's Canyon. Fucking <laughs> Dante. That's an inside joke. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. Kimmy's going to laugh. Okay. And probably no one else unless Ellen happens to listen to this episode. Who's that? El- Ellen? No, I know. For the listener. Oh, Ellen. Ellen. It's Ellen. It's Ellen. Ellen's, anyway. Ellen's the person, dear listener, that uh, you really want to know and you really want to be friends with, but... But you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. Anyway, what so, happens uh, next? And then there is the most intriguing, super slow-paced chase scene. I think it's like musicless, too, like mostly. I felt like that added to the, the tension or whatever of like... Yeah, there's. Yeah, I'm. I'm over. I'm overlapping you. I'm sorry. This That's is, what you do. This is yours. Just go with it. It's the part where you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, various things happen. Like Croc got tranked on the train, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of struggling a bit. And uh, Batman gets knocked out, and then Killer Croc throws a a, a big rock at him, but doesn't yes. hit him. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Batman's like knocked out cold and, and he misses. He could have killed him right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like an inch away from doing so. Yeah. <laughs> he threw a rock at him. Ah, that's it was, big rock. it was a big rock. It was a big rock. It was a big rock. And then so like Killer Croc gets like a head start, but then he's having a hard time like making his path and getting over all these obstacles and Batman like wakes up and he's like, ah, time to pursue. But it's all like at walking pace. Mm-hmm. Um, some just some other shit happens. But he pushes over a tree, which you you did a. That's not how that works. Which was because the top of the tree probably would have snapped off, but also you were mad that he was like able to even push it out of the ground that way or something. Yeah. Why? Like <laughs> roots? I don't know. Roots. The, these things were like presumably redwoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so, I muted myself to clear my throat and then I mm-hmm, across the room um so like presumably redwoods and killer croc just pushes one over yeah he's a strong guy but i don't think there's a single he's got tractor. the strongest jaws of any fucking dude like considering they were struggling to push a tractor out of the mud later in the episode, <laughs> like there's not a tractor on the planet that could just push over it would. Like flick it. There's not like yeah. Yeah, there's not <laughs> like Superman strength. Yeah. I, like I honestly think like 
30 to 40 tractors would have a hard time that was, that was a wood. big tree yeah it was huge yeah <laughs> like that's like a small like but a six you see inch he was tree. pushing so hard that veins popped in his forehead oh that's so, what it was yeah, there you go anyway so then he managed to push over this redwood across yeah. this like canyon, canyon and it stops just the last like three to five feet of the tree and somehow <laughs> that holds the entire weight of the like 30 foot yeah. diameter tree at the at the base like <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> anyway so they're just yeah there's some obstacles and uh killer croc ends up <laughs> trying to jump across a waterfall <laughs> and slipping so like whoopsie style like yeah he has like a Eyes going all directions, like I'm dizzy, and then he just immediately ah, ah, and then falls out, and slips. I'm like his his heel hits the rock and slips, and he immediately falls. There's just like a whole like Austin Powers style like down no, like nothing, several waterfalls. Yeah, nothing but vocals and sound effects. There's no music. It's just yeah. him, ah, down the waterfall is pretty good. Yeah, and then he, uh, he's like going down this river, and he is saved by a seal boy. He's the seal boy, yeah. A sideshow Billy the seal attraction. Boy. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those. Um, oh, what are those called? F- uh, Flitter like the. I don't know. Flitter. There's like this like series of kids who had deformities. That's what I was trying to figure out think, was whether like he was intended to be that or if he like was like part animal or something because it's you know weird yeah. science t- TV show but could be anything yeah so anyway uh, the seal boy res- rescues Killer Croc and brings him to this mill mm-hmm. where there's a collection of four sideshow peoples that have to dress like their old that, selves but somehow yeah still wearing their like we, we retired from the circus but now we dress <laughs> exactly in this like house it. together. We've left that life behind, but we're going to still dress like we are in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need some new clothes? Yeah, so do we, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> look, we've been looking for clothes for days. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've got the ringleader who's like a hunchback. You've mm-hmm. got a couple of conjoined twins named after months of the year. Mm-hmm. You've got the seal boy and you've got Goliath, Goliath who's from bigger Gargoyles. than Killer Croc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, just a big guy, I guess. Was he's, his a, thing. he's just a really big guy. Uh, so they like kind of start to integrate and like adopt Killer Croc, but Killer Croc's like having a time and deciding he wants to steal what money they have left. And then Batman shows up and he just causes all sorts of chaos. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. And it's kind of everybody versus Batman at the beginning. And then Killer Croc's like, "I'm going to kill that guy." And they're like, "No, don't do it." And Killer Croc's like, "Well, I guess I want to kill you too, or whatever." <laughs> And uh, then there's a, a big, a big fight, and uh, lo and behold, Batman wins. Killer Croc ends end up being Hannibal Lecter in helicopter. <laughs> That's away. What it was. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I was just, why are they ringing him up like? Uh, uh, and you're like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, the end, I guess. <laughs> I guess the end. Yeah, Batman stands there and. The music plays, like always. Yeah. Uh, En route to an upstate prison, Killer Croc escapes and leads Batman on a dangerous chase through the wilderness. This is the official synopsis. (laughs) After throwing Batman temporarily off his trail, the reptile man takes refuge with a group of retired circus freaks and convinces them to help him. When Batman arrives, Croc and the freaks, (laughs) stop calling them, (laughs) uh, band together to capture him. But when Croc attempts to kill the Dark Knight, the freaks see God. Croc's true colors and come to Batman's rescue. 
Uh, yeah, they're they're they even make a point in the episode of like you're not. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, he's only human, like so much more than you can say, or something like that. And they're like, oh, and they see the problem. But the thing, they're like the freaks, and the freaks do this, and they're such <laughs> freaks. God. Anyway, we love the freaks. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Surprisingly, like gem of an episode that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, this one come. This one's always on my list of like, oh, skip this. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it, and I thought it was going to be like bottom ten material when I was coming. Because so it was, I think I don't remember if it was Mask of the Phantasm or one of the one of the more recent podcast episodes. I had said like I can really only think of like a like a couple of remaining BTS episodes that are going to be like groaners like oh man and this and I, is this, this was one, one of them this is what I thought I was like oh the circus one like that the killer croc and the circus people like obviously that's not a good episode this is a pretty good episode <laughs> like I had a kind of weird ending like a little bit sloppy execution of the Batman croc fight at the end but yeah there the, it got the fight got a little yeah. bit lazy i think but mostly in comparison to like how inventive the rest of it was yeah because you so you you put a bagel in the toaster oven when we started the episode <laughs> and it dinged in the middle so i paused it and i was sitting there going like it was, is this actually an okay episode <laughs> i'm so confused and i yeah i said like i was waiting for the shoe to drop of like Oh, that's that's why this episode sucks. And mm -hmm. I don't really think it got to that point of like there it is. I don't think there was anything that made me feel like, yep, this is a bad episode. But there like, when they're fighting on the what is that called? The like water wheel thing. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um there's like an weirdly <laughs> angled shot where Croc sees that like the the trough of water or whatever is coming and he's not gonna be able to fit between the wheel and it. But then it just like cuts to people's reactions, and then the next shot, Croc is bursting out of the like bottom of the top of the wheel, and then he falls and like hits his face on the bottom and gets knocked out or something. And it all happened so fast and from such weird angles that I just said, "What just happened?" And you're like, "I'm not really sure." What actually? I just had an additional "What the fuck?" Yeah, because like you have the the water wheel thing. Mm -hmm. and you <laughs> I did, did it again. again. <laughs> You have the water wheel, mm -hmm. and we've seen them go over the top of this already. Oh, yeah. They were standing at the top, and it went... Yeah. So where is this thing <laughs> that, it's that now also, lower. Yeah. like... That's also not how... What, like, you, you see the water wheel where, like, the water goes over, yeah. and then it makes a waterfall onto the trough. Right, that's what moves it, yeah. But, like, well, I mean, that, it, it ends up being the, the outfeed or whatever. Sure. But, like... There's never a thing on top, and suddenly there's a thing on top that's able to yeah. squish people. I don't know. What? what? Where did that come I from? I just, just felt like a weird storyboarding choice, or like maybe the script wrote, like, Croc gets squished between parts of the wheel, because that seems conceivable. Like, that seems like, oh, they're kind of on a semi-dangerous object, but then, like, what does that mean? Uh, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just kind of put it ambiguous camera angles that make it seem yeah. like something happened. <laughs> that, that very well could be the issue. <laughs> when you also said, like, you had a good point of, and that's how Batman drowned himself because he, <laughs> he moves the little, like, thing that's stopping the wheels and then he slams his body into the inside of the cage so that he can roll over top of Croc, but he, like, misses, like, act, literally rolls over top of him and then yeah. 
magically hits the perfect rock that breaks him out of the <laughs> thing yeah. or else we, yeah you do we talk about sank. him in the like the circus wagon i don't think we like no. we might have glossed over yeah, that whatever batman's in a but, wagon yeah he's in like a circus he's wagon with like wagon. with yeah. <laughs> but with like you know bars and stuff he's like in a jail yeah. on wheels which why did they have that uh probably for like the lions or whatever did they bring transit. the whole circus I think I they just know. saw those wagons. Like those are good wagons. Like, we can move our wagon. stuff in it or something. Yeah, it probably. was like the circus freak equivalent all, of U-Haul. All the stuff they have, like for blankets and money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Goliath say like oh, I can sleep on the straw outside, and then when you see him, he's sleeping on like a pile of logs? <laughs> like this looks more comfortable. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. He's like sleeping on like a firewood stack or something. <laughs> He's Goliath. Uh, yeah. Big logs feel like straw to <laughs> That's him. That's true. <laughs> they are little sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did like I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like, oh, these are some silly, stupid characters. Like, that's what was in my brain. But I actually kind of appreciated everything that was happening especially the front half with them running through the forest and how long and like scenic that was and stuff and there's some really good art in yeah. that like them stepping through the puddle and the whole all the colors like the mm. reflections of nature around just turning into a wash yeah the painting like turned into it that was super cool drawing. yeah and batman does it right after that and all the the like parallax of the trees moving faster in the foreground the and stuff. three yeah. layers yeah. stuff with croc and i think also batman maybe running through it no maybe it was yeah. just one um yeah that was like seriously cool also probably one of the better times like the better drawing of croc that we've seen like yeah his first episode was some was a little bit too like hyper detailed whoever whatever company did that and then he was in almost got him but i feel like for some reason he still didn't look as good in as in this one he mm. just looked very sharp very like consistent and his like weird mouth gape side <laughs> things were like consistently like ah it's kind of scary looking instead of just like what am i looking at like yeah i don't know yeah, I was I was surprisingly impressed with the episode. <laughs> Me too. And I would, did not expect to be more like, oh, kind of a nice episode compared to House and Garden. I thought this well, was going to be way flipped. See, from that's what that's the interesting thing. Like. <laughs> Uh, watching HGTV. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that still makes me giggle. Um, watching that, I was like, "Oh, this is a weird Batman episode. This is not him like in his city. This yeah. is a weird setting. I don't, I don't like this so much." I think it and, it was different because he was still in the city, but in the suburbs. Sun, <laughs> but then in this, he's in the sunlight, but it's like in the forest. I don't know. Well, that was the thing. Is like coming from that, I was like, "Oh, Batman in a, in an unfamiliar, weird thing. I don't like it. It doesn't work." And then here he is, like in the woods and like out more, in nature yeah. and in the canyons, and it was just like, "They say this, this is to- dangerous." Yeah. And I'm like, "This is totally, this is totally fine." Mm-hmm. It, it's just that, like, I think when you put him in the like the happy suburbs, <laughs> and it just seems awkward as hell. But this is yeah, totally, totally okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of. I, don't, I think this is a perfect time that I could read Tigers on the Hunt. I brought that with me. <gasps> oh my God! Please there regale. Was like uh, circus cats. I don't know. That was my only like segue into this. Yeah, man. Why not? <laughs> so it's only four pages long. So if anyone doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, I brought this up in the Tiger Tiger or Twiger Twiger. It's pronounced Twiger the second time uh, episode where I w- I was like chosen somehow that i don't remember in second grade it turns out it says grade two on the paper nice uh to i i wrote a short story that was then submitted to some sort of like writing festival thing or something for kids and i did a good did a good 
and got brought to this so place good. and I got to read the story in front of people and then that was it. And I had to like confirm this with my mom, like this really happened, right? Like this, <laughs> and I'm just remembering this weird thing that popped in my head or whatever. And then they brought over a tub of like old stuff of mine and I hoped that my Batman the Animated Series uh, shower curtain was in there, but it wasn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> but maybe it'll turn up eventually. <laughs> or maybe it might have just been normal curtains. It was a curtain of some kind. But, uh, but Tigers on the Hunt was in there. It's it's only four pages long, double space, so it's it's kind of short. James Strecker, Captain Robert Gray Elementary School, Grade Two, Tigers on the Hunt. You want to hear it? I this award winning masterpiece. Can we play some music in the back? Yeah, we should find something. <laughs> Brian, while I was finding a, the phone cord to play music, he he stuffed a towel in his microphone arm. <laughs> Check it. Yeah, That's way better. <laughs> this is way better. Okay, so <laughs> I will I will preface this by saying I did not read any of this as soon as I found it. So I have not read this since like 1998 or whatever when I wrote it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I did read the final sentence to confirm that yes, this is worth reading on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so okay, here's some here's some uh, relaxing music. Let's go to the background. Okay, Tigers on the Hunt by James T. Strecker. Ooh. One hot summer evening, when the birds weren't to be heard, and everything was still and silent. What? Down? Yeah. Uh, there was a huge paw print in the ground, <laughs> <laughs> right next to the biggest tree in the whole jungle. Oh. All of a sudden, the ground started to shake. The jungle was rocked by a humongous roar, and out of the bushes came the biggest tiger you ever saw. It was a saber-toothed tiger. Just then, the tiger spotted a snow deer. The biggest snow no deer, deer in you the ever forest. saw. <laughs> he crouched down and got a little closer. Suddenly, the tiger sprang out and devoured his prey. Wow. I think that's my, like, prologue scene, like, movie-wise. Like, that's the end of the scene the, 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 oh, okay. before the opening credits. Sure. Not far from that same jungle. A polite boy named James and his parents went to the zoo. Why am I a polite boy? <laughs> the biggest polite boy you've, <laughs> you've ever, ever seen. seen. <laughs> I bet that the the smallest, more like, I bet that the animals here, such as a crocodile, lived millions of years ago, said James. That's right, said his father, Eugene. Just... <laughs> that's my dad's, like, birth name. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, why would I know oh, that? I don't know. I figured I'd share that with you by now. Oh, my God. Just then, a naughty kid opened up the cages to the monkeys. Everybody fled. The monkeys went over to the tiger's cage. They opened it. <laughs> James fled with his parents. Lilac fled, I guess. Looking for somewhere to hide. All of a sudden, the tiger pounced right for James. He ran as fast as he could as the huge tiger barely got him, but landed on top of a trash can. Barely got but him. Barely so didn't got me. Did you got? Did he? James him? and his parents ran all the way home. I think we could not outrun a tiger. <laughs> Whew! That was a close one. James sighed in relief. His parents sat down before the TV while James played upstairs. The news reporter said, "Just a few minutes ago, a three thousand pound tiger escaped oh from the zoo. God. It is very dangerous." The tiger from the zoo slunk down the street, scattering people in all directions. 
all of a sudden, a huge saber-toothed tiger came or jumped out from behind the bushes. The two tigers encircled each other and sniffed one another's tails. Okay. Back at the house, James came down from upstairs. Mom, Dad, I read something on the internet about the tigers, said James. <laughs> we heard that too on the news, said his mom and dad. I'm afraid we can't go to the zoo anymore. <laughs> Why is that, asked James. <laughs> Because they also said on the news that the zoo got ruined by the tiger. The zoo is closed forever now. Oh, shit. Okay, said James sadly, going up the stairs. That night, James dressed up in a black suit and mask. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne now. Really? He sneaked into the zoo. James cleaned up all the trash from the... From the tra- what? James cleaned up all the trash from the trash can the tiger had landed on. He cleaned up the whole place until it was morning. Then James went back to the house. I clean. I fixed the zoo. If I ran the zoo. Uh, <laughs> ten minutes later, his mom Kathleen woke him up. Time to get up, she said. But m m mom, I'm really sleepy still. Well, you can sleep in for five more minutes, she said. <laughs> I, uh, at that moment, James fell right asleep. That was my like normal morning routine. Why did I include this? <laughs> that was my life. That's all I know, I guess, in second grade. Not too far away, the two tigers got closer and closer to James's house. That night, the tigers arrived at his house. They clung onto the bars of the gate surrounding his yard. The next morning, James woke up with a long, loud yawn. The, the gate? I don't know. And just you didn't have a fence. You just, had, just had one had gate big gate that surrounded the whole yard. yard. <laughs> also, the tigers spent all day sniffing each other's tails, then went to my house, and they're still there. I don't know. Yeah. The next morning, James woke up with a loud, long, long yawn. Good morning, Mom. James said, but there was no answer. <gasps> James got out of bed and went downstairs. Good morning, Mom. James yelled at the top of his lungs, but there was no answer. Still. <gasps> Just then he heard a loud bark. James ran out to the front yard and found his parents standing in the garden and saw his dog Taz barking at the two 3,000-pound tigers in front of her. (laughs) 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 These are so heavy. The saber-toothed tiger made a snarling sound, and Taz ran away with a whimper right into her doghouse. James, Kathleen, and Eugene looked at each other. Then they darted into the house. The tigers growled, then turned around and started walking away. Taz still stayed in her doghouse until the tigers were out of sight. What is... what? They, they left? They just needed to intimidate us. <laughs> that afternoon, James put his face to the window. Just then a squirrel jumped from the trees. James jumped back. He thought it was a tiger. It's only a squirrel, laughed his mom. <laughs> that Idiot. Night, <laughs> that's the whole scene. That night, James knew he had to do something about the tigers. They were destroying the town. He put on his costume intimidating and dogs. He put on his costume and mask again. He brought a rope from his basement, a dead turkey from Thanksgiving, and a, <laughs> <laughs> and a, a net his father used to fish with. <laughs> dead turkey for Thanksgiving. You know, uh, he went into the jungle feeling very afraid. <laughs> All of a sudden, this is my favorite oh phrase, my God. the tigers spotted him. They chased after James until he was out of breath. Then he looked back and saw that the tigers were gone. James got out the rope. He, I'm, I'm very confident that myself at age two in a pre-Batman Bruce Wayne costume can outrun two tigers, 3,000 pounds. They're tigers. just about intimidation. They, they yeah, chased yeah. you until you were out of breath. Yeah, and they're like, and they're, okay, we're done. Yeah, just going to make him scared. Uh... He, James got out the rope. He tied it to the net. Then he put it on the ground. 
He covered it with leaves and got the dead turkey and placed it in the middle of the net. Then he climbed up in a tree and held onto the rope. James tried to feel brave. When the tigers came around that part of the jungle, they saw the dead turkey and ran over to eat it. When the tigers were in his trap, James brought up the rope and caught them in the net. I caught two 3,000-pound <laughs> tigers in a fishing net with <laughs> my second-grade arms. <laughs> hey, man, it's just 6,000 pounds of tiger. You're fine. James heard the police car sirens and carefully <laughs> tied the rope. To, I'm Batman. Carefully tied the rope to the... <laughs> They threw a rock at me. Uh, tied the rope to the tree so the tigers wouldn't get away. I guess this is relevant. I'm in like the forest or something. Yeah, yeah. It's basically uh, Killer Croc. Then he ran home. This is the last page. When the policemen saw the tigers wrapped up, they called the zoo and told them that the tigers were captured. They brought the tigers back to the zoo and told the zookeeper that now they had a saber-toothed tiger too. Wow, you brought him uh, back from just, extinction. It's just there, I guess. When the zookeeper came to look at the zoo, he was amazed. He told the news reporters that the zoo was all cleaned up and the tiger was back, plus a saber-toothed one. That day on television, James and his mother and father were watching the news. What? You were on television? <laughs> You're on television the watching the news. Well, they're just like the Batman over the shoulder thing. Yeah. YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, uh, watching the news when the reporter said that the zoo was now open again. Everybody in the whole town was very excited. Even James was happy that the zoo was open again. Who did that? His mother asked. James didn't say anything, although he knew so that much. the person who did it was him. The end. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. That was Tigers on the Hunt, everybody. So good. It's really good. At what point were they on the hunt? Um, Don't ask questions. <laughs> it's a good thing that I found that I've come across that because it's like I definitely had it in my head is like this is a really good story I wrote knowing that it probably wasn't but like I liked keeping that memory. Now I'm just sad. You know You know what though honestly like for for a second grade story mm. that's really not you that can bad. See you can see the like blips of like cinema. Donald Trump. Yeah. No. What? Oh you can see the cinema blips <laughs> running throughout, like, oh, this, the opening scene of the movie, and then the, why the fuck Donald Trump, what are you talking They about? were the biggest tigers ever, <laughs> 3,000 pounds, maybe. <laughs> they, we have the biggest saber-tooth tiger. <laughs> I just caught him with a rope and tied him to a tree. <laughs> you never see it coming. <laughs> I'm glad, I hope you, but, be, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. It was, it was actually, it was really good. <laughs> Don't it, give me credit. No, seriously though, dude. Was it like, better than Sideshow? No. Uh, no no if that was a batman episode <laughs> or is batman instead of me if it was a batman episode that a team of adults like wrote and like created and edited and all that stuff that would be in the bottom 10 but again like a child dude as, as a second grader like i give you props that yeah, was okay. that was pretty all good right, right. i'm not i'm not well it's a good thing because this is the next watchtower database skit script actually so Hell um, yeah! Be filming pretty soon. It's the next season of the I, story. I can't wait yeah. to get in a green screen suit mm -hmm. and uncomfortable you're plastic a, you're armor. You're the saber tooth tiger. And I'm going to be the saber tooth and the other tiger. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we have tiger suits. <laughs> We're going to remove the green parts so that you can't tell it's a person. Uh, the cast. Do you really cast the episode? I want to know the cast of of uh, tigers in the hunt. 
Oh, that's where you're supposed to say, and I'm Brian. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoops. I'll never see it coming. Yeah. Kevin Connor. And I'm Batman. Brian. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Brad Garrett as Goliath. He is Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond. He's Ray oh. Romano's brother. Wow. Character. Bloat the puffer fish in Finding Nemo. Great. Tank in an extremely goofy movie. Oh. Hydro Man in the Fantastic Four animated series. His first credit was Trypticon in Transformers Five Faces of Darkness, 1986. Oh. Oh. And he will be back as several other characters. Uh, Whitby Hertford. Whitby Hertford as Billy. Now, he plays Jacob in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Maddie will go, oh! He's also the little boy criticizing Sam Neill's character near the start of Jurassic Park. He's the kid like, Velociraptors, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes up and, ah, here's the claw. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, that's that kid. He's Billy the Seal Boy. Aaron Kincaid as Killer Croc. Uh, Kenneth Mars as Richard. He is Grandpa Longneck in Land Before Time 2 through 12. We're getting a lot. 12! (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, we had uh, Grandma Longneck's voice actor, Linda Gary, uh, uh, has had a couple parts in episodes in the past. Uh, he is Otto Mancuser in Malcolm in the Middle. He's King Triton in The Little Mermaid, the voice of King Triton. Oh, okay. Uh, he plays a character, unfortunately, named Native American in Duckman Private Dick. Oh, there we go again. And you may know him as Inspector Kemp in Young Frankenstein. I, following in his grandfather's footsteps, that guy. I, I played Inspector Kemp. Yes, you did. Yeah. By the way, that's when I was thinking of uh, Seal Boy. That's the that's the condition. Thalidomide. 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 I think it had an F at the beginning okay. of it. Okay, interesting. Those are the like. So it does exist. They do exist. <laughs> the, the, the Santa Claus. Interesting. That's too bad. Yeah. Seal Boy. Seal Boy, not a good name. Don't call him that. No, don't call them freaks. freaks. Yeah. Uh, that's it. No, wait. One more. We got Joe Beth Williams as May and June. Uh, a bunch of random small roles, but her main notable thing was she is the mom in Poltergeist. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yowza. <laughs> Interesting choice. Uh, Tribs. Right after Croc says, who are you calling human? Billy's shirt and shorts switch colors. <laughs> Uh, when June explains to Croc what additional raiment means during dinner, uh, Croc's eyes change color several times from yellow and black to blue and white. So he gets like normal human eyes. I didn't see it. Definitely didn't catch that. When Croc first takes the pitchfork, it has curved prongs. Called it. As he tries to poke Batman through the cage bars, it suddenly has straight prongs. Yeah, you were like, that was curved a second ago. <laughs> Uh, the episode is based on the comic story A View from the Grave, Detective Comics number 410 from April 1971 by Denny O'Neill. That story mm. did not feature Croc, uh, but Kano Wiggins, a death row escapee. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I thought that was a little interesting how they're describing, like, because, so Batman in this says, like, oh, I'm looking for, like, a ma- half man, half crocodile. And I was thinking, like, have we confirmed in this show that he's like actually like part reptile or something because i think in the was it more of a metaphor yeah i think in the first episode they just he has like a skin condition or something is what they said Uh, and but in like more recent like interpretations of the character he is like much more he has like a tail he has scales he has all this reptile shit and he's big and green and also what about the like chewing through yeah yeah well that's the thing is yeah he says like oh 
crocodiles have the strongest jaws. I'm like, but you are not a crocodile. <laughs> you I, are well, maybe man. this is the start but of him being but a then crocodile. He, said, he also says the like, uh, no, like they put me in a tank and threw me raw fish and all this stuff. And it was just kind of interesting to think of like, clearly he's making that up, but maybe he wasn't. I don't know what they put me in a panzer and fed me sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They put me in a Sherman U.S. Army <laughs> standard tank. Have you ever had unagi? It's delicious. <laughs> they was <laughs> just being pampered. Like our strongest soldier, put him in the tank. <laughs> Give him some I'm fish. hungry, General. Yeah, God. <laughs> so Love that. Uh, yeah. This and The Demon's Quest Part 2 are the only two episodes in the series to take place completely outside of Gotham City. What? Yeah. Didn't didn't HGTV take place completely outside of no, the city too? it was too? in the city. When was it in the city? Every, the whole time. It was Building in the suburbs. Houses. It's in the city, though. It's in Gotham City. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> after they fall from the train, Croc almost duplicates the story Batman in disguise as Croc told in Almost Got Him. He picks up a big rock and nearly hits Batman with it. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, Timeline does that things? take place before Almost Got Him and Batman is recalling when this happened? Because he was knocked out. <laughs> oh, like, right. Does he just coincidentally make that up and then Croc does it later? You know, I don't know. Unless he's hyper aware of the fact that, like, I made the joke. Like, yeah. he's like coming to it, like, oh, I don't remember this rock being here or whatever. <laughs> or, <laughs> Batman made the joke, but Croc, because we had a conversation during Almost Got Him of like, when what, was it Batman the whole time or was there a point when he swapped out with Croc yeah. or something? Maybe like Croc, or maybe Croc was just like, off, like he got pulled off screen and is like, you know, knocked out somewhere. And but he overheard Batman being like, "Oh, I'm a stupid idiot. I'm Killer Croc, like making fun of him. I threw a rock at him. So then later he's like, "Oh, I'll show you. I'll throw a fucking rock at you. You want to see? How? And then just misses. <laughs> Who oh, knows? Wow. There's so many interpretations. Yeah, I like that one. May and June are based on famed real life conjoined months. twins Daisy and Violet Hilton. What? Real life months. They're based on. Oh yes, sorry of the year." who appeared in the cult horror film Freaks, 1932. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, in a 1998 interview with the animated Bat fan site, director Boyd Kirkland listed this among his favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series that he worked on due to getting me out of Gotham and into the forest, and also described the opening act storyboarded by Kurt Gaeta as wonderful. Yeah, I think that's all the forest stuff. Yeah. So that, that tracks. Uh, last thing I've got is Richard shares his name with King Richard III, which he mentions uh, lead character of Shakespeare's play of the same name. Both Richards are rudely stamped, born hunchbacks. Uh, and then he has a couple, I'm not going to read them, but he has a bunch of lines from Shakespeare that he is from the, was from Richard III. Wow. You see? He sets his name. He says that. Wow. Um, Keen effects in this. We got the water splashes when they're running through the water. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Nothing else really stands out as a keen effect. It was pretty no, standard. It was it was pretty standard. It was more in like the storytelling and, and yeah. visuals. Yeah, the visuals weren't like the big draw or whatever. No, they were just nice and consistent. There's some good, good background stuff. There's some cool we we talked about the keenest of effects already. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's usefulness. He did find Croc and get him taken down. But he lost him in the forest and was bad. How at did he call trees. the cops? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, maybe just like, okay, uh, you circus guys, uh, keep him tied up. I'm going to run all the way back to town and, <laughs> and then, then back. come back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. 
Because there's a crossfade to the next scene. That's how he called the cops. <laughs> oh, my God. He has a reverse bat signal. <laughs> it shines onto himself. <laughs> no, it's just, it's like the shape. The police. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a GCPD is what it says. It's like the police building. It's like the skyline of Gotham, and he just like... <laughs> the blimp signal. <laughs> why did they, they have a blimp? Perfect moment for a blimp. Mm. Uh, um, I will give... Batman seven. Uh, this tube, I guess, must be hollow and has the money in it. <laughs> out of ten, <laughs> it makes a slightly different sound when I touch it. Out of ten. <laughs> okay, seven. I will. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna meet your seven. Just even sure. sevens across the board mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna give him seven rifles hanging on a wall <laughs> one of which is going to turn to confetti <laughs> and also hooks that are there and hooks that are just there <laughs> he does like a pole vault i forgot about oh that. he does do a pole vault <laughs> yep. dang Batman's got all the seven tricks. towels <laughs> a perfectly <laughs> folded towels that was for blankets oh, blank. i meant to say blankets, <laughs> blankets but he was like wet a, so that were much brighter than the surroundings <laughs> it's just blankets floating in a void <laughs> seven seven uh self illuminated blankets floating in the void out of ten. <laughs> yeah there you go um, yeah, Batman was pretty bumbling in the forest, I guess. Like he didn't do a great job of He was he was consistent. He was yeah. slow but consistent. Yeah. I don't know. Was, but also was... like okay, we saw a moment of Killer Croc being like, "Yeah, I got the money. Oh, yeah. the kids here. Uh, maybe I'm not going to take the money." And like, you know, well, yeah. what's going to happen in the future? Like if Batman didn't show up, would he have changed his ways? He would have killed them all and took the money and left. Yeah. No, would he Would he have like reverted and just been mm-hmm. like, ah, you know what? This is a good place for me. Well, I think, yeah, you were like even, you were like yelling at the TV like, no, Croc, don't do it. You could have a new life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so was, he did have the chance, but he was already immediately giving up as soon as he heard there was $50,000. Well, that was, that, that could just be the tension, you know, mm-hmm. and to... Where's the money? Yeah, Shall I guess if you found the money and then had some other scene where maybe it made him rethink doing it. Because he was like helping them move the tractor and do things. Yeah. So I don't know. It, he could He could have. Had a new he could have. I thought that was kind of funny that uh, Killer Croc's like model sheet character design is him in like blue jeans. Uh, but in the start of the thing, he's in like a blue jumpsuit, like prison jumpsuit. Yeah. And then he snags his shirt on a twig or whatever and it rips all the ah get this off me so then he's running except for the handcuffs he's then running around as essentially his base <laughs> character model and i was thinking like is this like a genie thing where he, like i don't know if you've ever thought of i've thought too hard about this but at the end of aladdin genie gets freed and his little cuffs come off but then the next time you see him in the like animated series and the sequel movies and stuff, he just has the cuffs again because he kind of looks naked without them. Like they're part of his like design, but he's not, a, he's not like, you know, enslaved or whatever anymore. He's, he's free. So he shouldn't have those. So I just felt like the same kind of thing of like, he must have blue pants, <laughs> then, but shirtless. He can't wear a shirt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like next, like I don't know. There's just some. There's a couple other moments that we'll get to years from now in shows where it just seems like they have to. They have to revert the character to like this is what's on the model sheet. They have to like return them to to the the base idea or something. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it is literally just like communication with the animation company or something. I don't know. It Mm -hmm. just seems weird that they would like make him 
goodbye. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares but me? It's one of those things. Uh, is this books or hip hop? Hip hop. Yeah. But like with country music in the background. <laughs> it's it's hip hop that you hear on the speakers in the three ring circus before the show begins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? I don't know. It is now. All Are right. we putting this on the top ten, Brian? Do you want to see your top ten? I to was decide? actually I actually was I I'd pulling it up. It up. Okay. Uh, AKA what if we just had a normal title up here is what the document says. And I also didn't notice that you had changed all of my episode titles to have double O's. <laughs> Ruben's reckoning, <laughs> reckoning, <laughs> un leather wings, etc. I like the man who killed Bootman. <laughs> That's not even the <laughs> you would have an O before that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Beware the gray goose. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm surprised I didn't just go with goose on that <laughs> yeah. one. But are you putting this above any of your choices here? You got nothing to fear at the bottom. Nothing to fear is pretty good, man. Do you remember nothing to fear? You just I told do. me. You admitted in the car that you barely remembered Heart of Ice. <laughs> but no, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. What, look at these headlight actions going Damn. on up here. Yeah, check it out, listener. There's headlights, headlights. shining in the window. Um, They've got cool lens flares. Keen the, effects. Wow, look at how keen, keen. the effects. <laughs> greetings. <laughs> Good readings, headlights. Good readings, headlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing to fear is is the first uh, Scarecrow episode. Yes. Yeah. But what was good about it? Do you remember? I mean, I like Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, I do think that at the end me. of this, we, well, I'm just saying, I think at the end of this, we should watch back the to, our top tens. Yeah. And not necessarily change any of them, but like see if they're in the right order to us or whatever, or just yeah. to revisit them in general and just watch good episodes. <laughs> I still really do. And I just always forget, like, I'd like, I want to have. Oh yeah, like a sentence or two. Here's why I liked under, it. Yeah. Well, just even just like the description of it. Right. So you're like, what would you like about nothing to fear? Like, I'm sure if we start talking about it, it'd be like, yo, all these things. We but right do now, that I'm like, off eh. the air and like right after this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> would you would you enlighten my nothing to fear? Nothing. Brain? I Which mean, you can also cut this later if you want. Well, nothing to fear is famously the "I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman" right. line. I am the tiger. I am the tigers yeah, on I the hunt. In God. I believe yeah. in God. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not a bad episode. I just, it got off my top 10 pretty quickly because I, there's better episodes, but. Maybe I was just latching onto it because I like the idea of Scarecrow. Yeah. It's also Scarecrow's like goofiest look and that he's like, I got like a big sock on his head. Oh yeah. He doesn't have the creepy face yet. Well, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's time because Shadow of the Bats, Bat, <laughs> Bats. Shadow of the Bat parts one through two. You have. Yeah. I, Okay. I'm going to kick off Nothing to Fear because obviously okay. it hasn't that big of an impact. Sideshow made someone's top 10 be Tesla's. Yeah. This is a glorious day. It's a great... <laughs> it's been a couple of rough days, but it's a great one. Sideshoo. <laughs> Yours isn't that. I'm not going to put it now. online because I feel like Eternal Youth and Beware the Great Goose are both <laughs> definitely better. Like, those are my bottom two right now. Of the I top know, 10. dude. Beware, beware the Great Ghost is going to be really hard for me to kick, even though yeah. it's number eight. Yeah. I guess number nine for you. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll get there. Sweet. Well I got a I got a I got an upgrade. 
You did, but I didn't. I'm not going to I'm not going to put it on the well, we can't put it on the bottom 10 cuz you put it on the top 10. Hell no. That's how it works. We go to the mail now. <sighs> the mail from the listener. Wow, let me go check the mailbox. Check it. Oh my god, the other night uh bowling party that I went to with Jessica's work and uh that <laughs> I thought it was going to be way more like professional of an atmosphere or whatever it was just a free-for-all like so many people there it was a good it was a good time but uh the end they wanted a photo of all the bank employees and i was i was four beers in and for some reason i held the phone camera and they and i said say bowling and they all went bowling i took the picture and then after i'm like why the fuck did i say that (laughs) i just like the idea of everybody's expression like at what point did you take that was it like the bowl (laughs) or the ing and the ing (laughs) yeah it's like kind of a smile (laughs) unless you catch people on the end bowling yeah it was just like i don't know the most like soccer stepmom thing that i could have said (laughs) it's a new genre i think i'm proud of you Thank you. Here's a mail song. Yeah, yeah. That yacht. That one small extra yacht put it over. We drop what we drop. Our weekly yacht. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those. Those. Into the comment box. <laughs> there sure was a lot. <laughs> now Jamie's mad. Too bad we're all. At least I am. Just Dylan Pollock. Wow, that was a cool I, harmony that Kimmy did with herself just there. Kimmy always does that there at the she end. She does there. always do that there. She does and that. You're just my levels. Sorry, future James. Are you too loud? I was too quiet. And you were now, too quiet. Why would you do that to me? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the the yappy mail section. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, like the fire hand at the end of the cat in the claw part two, you too can email us at batwagonpod at gmail dot com. This is where we do this part now. Did you uh, add a syllable into email? No. Okay. Are you sure? E- Email, email, email. What did I say? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please keep voice messages under 60 seconds, one per person. You can also uh, shoot us a comment on today's episode on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. We'll be reading all sorts of stuff uh, on here on the place where we do the thing. This first one is from Pedro Enrique. Thoughts on house and garden. Uh, glad to see you guys back on the podcast. Hello, Thanks. Brian and James. How Hello. are you? Oh, they've specified, I've written Brian's name first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about uh, House and Garden. Let's start with what I liked about this episode. The monster was pretty scary. A lot of good body horror. It reminded me of John Carpenter's The Thing. And that's it. Sadly, I mostly did not enjoy this episode. Uh, Brian pointed this out and it bothered me too. It was the ending with Poison Ivy for some reason craving a domestic life. It just feels wrong. Here we have this character that has two very important characteristics. Loving plants so much she'll end all of humanity to save them, and her feminism. And here in this episode, she goes against her character in a weird way. Well said. All she really wanted was a normal home life. I know the writers were probably not trying to write something so contradictory with their own character, but it almost looks as if the show is saying, silly feminism can be solved by a good marriage. (laughs) Uh, Overall, the good parts of the episode are very good. But the bad stuff just really brings it down for me. Looking forward to the next episodes as I think this season does have a certain theme with its villains. Maybe I'll send a voice message next, tired of correcting my own writing. Until <laughs> next week, stay oppy. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's very, uh, 
I think that's a good reading of that or a, a true reading of that. Although I'm, yeah, I'm sure they weren't attempting to say that on purpose or whatever. Yeah. It does come across as a very wizard of Oz kind of thing though. Doesn't it like with the, <laughs> in the books, it's like Dorothy never leaves Oz and in the movie. It's like, I'm back at home where I belong. Cause I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, I also hadn't thought of that one that way. But <laughs> oh yeah. L-, yeah. L Frank Baum was actually like a really like staunch feminist. Like he was like one of like the first wave, like hardcore feminists in all of his books or actually written as such he always has like women protagonists and such yeah i know the books are like pretty uh universally loved or whatever the Mm -hmm. my mom had a whole collection of them uh that just lives at my grandparents house i think uh and so i sweet occasionally we'll all stumble on those and and flip through a little bit like there's so much more lore to that than there ever you would ever know about from just like yep that was one movie that i've seen (laughs) so (laughs) yep yeah yeah the the books are incredible and for anybody out there who's like not opposed to reading on a screen all of the books are part of project gutenberg so you can just Mm. like read the whole series for free that's cool okay they're old enough now or whatever (laughs) Is that why? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this is from Jordan Newman. Uh, Jordan Newman. <laughs> Sideshow. Question on the new mail policy. Does text in email count as separate mail from an audio message attached to an email if you can only read one? And having read this far, do you now have to disregard the wonderful GCN <laughs> clip I prepared you for you this week? Yes. No, I think... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Next voice. Um, no, I, th- I I think that it's... Uh, if you got little a little tagged on thing like that, that's totally fine. Just don't send like a full you know, novel length email and then also a voice message and then also a comment. You can comment. I just won't read it here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, But yeah, sideshow Jordan Newman. Here we go. Welcome back to GCN Gotham city news with Jack Ryder. Tonight's top story. Killer croc while being transported aboard a train broke free of his chains and escaped a reported quote from an eyewitness here. Wake me. If he breaks out, that would be a story. <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyway, Batman apprehended him outside the city. It's a pretty standard Friday in Gotham. <laughs> now over the music. I think I didn't notice a Killer Croc leitmotif, and I don't really remember one noticing one last time, and I'm not sure if I just wasn't paying close enough attention or if he oh just doesn't have God. one, but if he doesn't have one, he's the only... A uh, big name recurring villain so far to not have a leitmotif. I just found that interesting. Also, Brian, last time on the Mask of the Phantasm episode, when I sent in a uh, voice recording, you asked about the dog in my profile picture. That's a border collie. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> nice. I love a border collie. Well, actually, border collies are a, a love or hate kind of dog because they're so <laughs> bloody smart that you either get like a great one and it's the best behaved dog ever, or it's super neurotic and like needs to herd sheep or it's gonna go insane i love the way you i love a border collie well just kidding <laughs> <laughs> like immediately some, some of my favorite dogs that i know in the world are border collies and some of my oh, least okay. favorite dogs that i know are border collies is that the same dog that adam has or is that different? no no she's an english springer spaniel see i don't know they look yeah similar. you suck dog dog black and white or dog brown that's what james knows <laughs> anyway uh this is from dino faced individual sideshow hench reviews comments submitted by the second main man reference brick will understand soon oh this is supposed to be goliath okay uh it's not easy what, do I, what the hell is a goliath 
It's not easy living life as a gullible group of likable characters, especially as the big buff guy with the heart of gold in my case. Oh, right. Croc. Wait, why am I using this site? I wasn't a henchman, right? Anyways, I'm back to writing this comment, and after having a little identity crisis, how would I rate Croc as a, as a boss? I mean, I thought he was cool. Turns out he's just kind of just a giant scale dick jackass. <laughs> I'll, I'll rate him two out of five. Seriously, we were going to sing Goobble Gobble One of Us to him and everything. <laughs> That's Google from the Freaks one. movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. But you know, <laughs> I don't have the energy for that this morning. I know. <laughs> Scotty Cameron. Uh, hey, Yappy Dudes, hey. great show as always. Thank you. Uh, liked the discussion of House and Garden, particularly when it came to how odd it was seeing Batman following Ivy in broad daylight through farmer's markets. Wouldn't it have been easier to tell her as Bruce Wayne? I, f- I did. F- yeah, that's a very oh good point. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <I> did. Why <laughs> did Come on. Maybe they, maybe they did like the idea of Batman in a tree in broad daylight. I, I guess so. I did find the faces of Ivy's monsters underwhelming. They could have used sharper teeth. Now on to Sideshow. Well, yappy boys and girls, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Here it is. Killer Croc finally throws a rock at Batman. I hope the <laughs> moment lived up to the hype. Also, I thought the episode was going to include a backstory for Killer Croc because clips of it get used in videos. Like, I believe Watch Mojo's supervillain Origins Killer Croc uses clips from this episode when discussing Croc's origin story. Turns out it had nothing to do with Croc's origin story, <laughs> despite Brian's guess. Uh, this is from... I don't know why this is in the Yappy mail. For some reason, I must have sent my uh, absence from band the other night report using the Yappy mail, using the jump on the Batwagon email address. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Uh, Scar Lowy 1, Jump on the Mechanic Wagon Season 2, Episode 2. Bring it. Hello, listener, and welcome back to Jump on the Mechanic Wagon. I'm your host, Scar Lowy 1. In this episode, I will tell you about Season 2, Episode 2 of Earl, the animated series, The Freak is In. Mmm. While Earl was walking down the street, he saw a homeless man. Earl gave the man some money, and the man said, Thank you, kind sir. No one has ever been so kind to me because of my condition. What condition? asked Earl. Dramatically, the man looked into the sky and said, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> Later, Earl was talking to Batman. I wish there was something I could do to help that freak. Maybe there's something... I could do. A few days later, Earl was walking down the street when the man came up to him and said, Guess what? I got a job at Way Enterprises. They said if I minimize the use of my left hand, there shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> it's great to have you back, Jurai Gumo and Bowen Boxer Glassjaw. Anyway, see us next week. Same poopy time, same poopoo channel. I really do. I really don't love, and it's not it's not your fault, Scarly, but I really don't love all the use of freak throughout all of this. Uh, we should try to tone that back next time, probably, but, you know, yeah. just throughout the episode and, and, and this, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I, I do like the amp. It reminds me of the Johnny Bravo. It was the two-armed man. He went that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> so good stuff. Uh, this is from KM. Jump on the Batwagon comments and pronunciation. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Nice. Maybe we'll finally settle this. 
Hi, Jim Jam and the Teen Titans villain Brother Blood. So I was really enjoying custom voicemails that use themes from the episode you two just watched, such as Jump on the Mechanic Wagon or GCN. I decided I could do something like that, too, and I've found a, a unique gimmick. I, I really like that gimmick, but it's not really usable for BTAS. In later shows, specifically STAS and JLU, it will work great, but in remaining parts of BTAS, there aren't many episodes I could send a voicemail like that. Still, I could send unrelated voice messages now and then. Would you two want me to explain how to pronounce my name via voicemail next week? It yes. is not that hard. I just couldn't explain it uh, very well initially. Or would you prefer to keep it as KM? To me, both choices are okay. I, I would definitely take a voice message, uh, uh, how to uh, like literally yeah. you saying your name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you were on Sideshow, also known as I Threw a Rock at Him, the episode. <laughs> I like the idea of Batman and Almost Got Him telling a real story, but this episode is after Almost Got Him, both in airing and production order. Are both of the orders wrong? This timeline and watching order stuff are really confusing. I wish there was a YouTube channel who explained that stuff. I think this episode is the third villain reforming story after Birds of a Feather and House and Garden. Those episodes usually turn out pretty good, just like House and Garden being my favorite Poison Ivy episode and Birds of a Feather being my favorite Penguin episode. I'll admit that it really, not really a big achievement, but it still counts. Sideshow is my favorite Killer Croc episode. I really like the action scenes and visuals, story, and seeing Batman in a place that we are not used to. Circus freaks in the farm are like a more realistic version of X-Men. Being a mutant usually doesn't give you superpowers. Episode is not top 10 material, but it is pretty good. Hmm. Thank you. It mm -hmm. is pretty good. Uh, last is Tip Tapricot. Contemplations on Sideshow. Also, loved all the refreshed sounds and songs. Cooney, the synopsis song is absolutely lovely and so, so good. And you did such a lovely job. <laughs> that is very true. Agreed. Welcome back, listeners, to late night and low quality contemplations on my set of earbuds with a bad microphone. <laughs> yeah. This turn, it's on Sideshow. I actually really like this episode in general. Um, I don't think it was the most interesting episode that it could have been, um, but it was an interesting look at a Croc's character. I really like his design in BTS. I like how his mouth is drawn. Um, it's a cool mouth. Uh, <laughs> they also should have restrained that mouth on the train, mm -hmm. which was followed by an escape and then several minutes of Batman and Killer Croc grunting and panting <laughs> along an expanse of nature. <laughs> um, I forgot about the Steel Boy until the episode was uh, going, and I think it was a bit, like, if it was a bit longer, there could have been more digging into why Croc is the way he is, why he hesitates to immediately go against the circus folk, but also turns on them so fast once Batman and his past comes into the picture. Agreed. But at the same time, I feel like the abrupt change kind of gives us a good view as well found myself actively thinking about his character during this episode in a way that I liked, even if it isn't the most interesting or well-executed one. So, welcome back, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that, that might have been a fun thing to do, especially because this is the only time so far that he hasn't just been like, these bad. Right, and, yeah. It would have been a good moment to give him some depth. Yeah. And never forget Seal Boy. I don't know how you could do that. Uh, <laughs> how could you do that to my Seal Boy? Uh, let's go to voice messages on Anchor. Uh, we'll probably, let me guess, how many do you guess we have? I've guessed one from Dylan Pollock, and uh, that's actually it, so. Oh. <laughs> There's no key machine this week. Again, key machine, what is it? Where are you? It's Keen getting lost in the void again. Are you, <laughs> yeah, are you in the, the like, <laughs> sound effect place, wherever that was? Uh, Dylan Pollock, so I threw a voice message at them. <laughs> it's time for the thoughts of the week from Dylan Pollock on Sideshow, or Everybody Hates Goliath. So, of course, you start this episode with your classic prisoner train transport, because Batman the Animated Series takes place in 1894, or 1944, or 1994? I don't know anymore. 
Is this the time that Croc, or I guess Batman in Disguise, is referencing in his story of Almost mm-hmm. Got Him when he threw a rock at him? Yes. Croc says, Definitely. don't believe Batman. I'm not a cold-hearted killer. They ask him, what should we do? And he says, we gotta kill him, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always conflicted by the end of this also. Is it just that Croc is irredeemable and a terrible guy? Like, if they didn't have the 50 grand, would he have maybe been different and wanted to stay with them? Ooh. But that's not the question of the week, James. Your favorite oh, part. Oh, this is. Yeah, okay. You each are forced to join a circus troupe. What will your talent or your act be to perform with them? Like, already been there and done that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Brian has several to choose from. I'm sure I'll be in a musical aspect of it in some way. The the end. (laughs) There, the shortest answer of the week ever imaginable. (laughs) All right, let's go to comments on last episode, which was uh, House and Garden or the Sloth Took My Dick. Uh, <laughs> I I forgot to say, tell you or show you. I made a TikTok. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to make TikToks of like funny clips from the most recent episode each week, so that to like promote like, hey, you should go listen to this because I realized that nobody knows what the podcast actually sounds like unless they listen they choose yeah. to listen to an episode because mm-hmm. there's so many like yeah we're watching through BTS podcasts so like yeah whatever I, I've seen those before why would I listen to this but you got to hear our goofy stupid idiot antics you got to so, hear the <laughs> antics listen for the antics state wait Come for the come for, for the, the Batman. Come for the Batman. <laughs> stay stay for, for the, the antics. <laughs> come for the dick. Anyway, this is from Ashley Touchin. Legend says the Australian. That when the world, yeah, uh, oh from Australia. God. Legend said that when the world needed them most, they would return. The two yappiest dudes the world had ever seen. To some, they're heroes, but to us, they're Dylan Pollock and Keen Machine. Oh, and Brian <laughs> and James are back too. Hi, guys. You know, with that snazzy new intro, I was worried that the show would be too polished now without any of the chaotic charm that we all know and love. It took me about 12 seconds to realize I didn't have anything to worry about. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that was one of the more chaotic episodes. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was. I love House and Garden. It's definitely got some of the most twisted imagery in the entire show, and it's probably the best Ivy story. Great start to the new year, guys. Uh, I can't wait to see what 2023 holds in store for the podcast. Me too. Me too. Charles Motosierra. Regarding Sideshow, I predict most people are going to comment on the episode's story, but it must be acknowledged how great the action is, especially that final sequence on the mill. Also cool how Croc was doing the I got the high ground meme 12 years before Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Very true. I clocked that when he's up with the, the gun in the window. I You can't get me bats. I got the high ground or whatever. <laughs> before Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, I didn't, I didn't register that at all. Serum Lake. I've always thought that Sideshow was an underrated episode. The animation's pretty good i like some of the little details that were included like the tea leaking out of the side of croc's mouth when he was drinking i guess teacups weren't designed with crocodile men in mind and the music was solid my favorite part is the last exchange between croc and billy it really broke my heart croc was being himself a scummy lying thief i Very know true. man at the tea that poor T. Jake Barrett. This is a light episode. Oh, sorry. Jake this Barrett is, a, is Australian. This is Australian. <laughs> this is an eight episode. <laughs> Love the weird plant, baby, clone, cactus, sloth, creature thing. And the thought, uh, the return of Dick was nice and pleasant after Massey the Phantasm. <laughs> the return of Dick. It made me chuckle at Batman hiding in trees in broad daylight. Does anyone not notice him? Anyway, great to see you two yappy yappy boys back in May. <laughs> uh, Juan Pedro. 
Man, what a wonderfully creepy and tragic episode. Goodbye, Ivy. I sure hope the air date order will not make the ending of this episode any less impactful. I'm very happy to have my favorite podcast back. My life has changed Aww. a little bit since the last episode. I'm now officially a journalist, and I'm working in Spain, so it's very nice yeah. to have the pod accompanying me in this new adventure. Uh, keep it up, guys, because without this podcast, my life would be less fun. Oh. Well, we're here for you. That's pretty cool. Good, yeah. Congrats. And I hope you're in... Where are you in Spain? I love Spain. Spain is great. Just Spain. You just go to Spain, you'll find him. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, Kate. small place. Fantastic. The return. Oh, Woo! That's it. <laughs> Zane Beatty, the new synopsis song throws schoolhouse rock vibes. Definitely a win. <laughs> Good, I can, I'll take it. Channel 99 Productions. Wait, uh, Brian, what do you have against Bugs Bunny? What the hell, man? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just really. Um, I think I don't it's know, like Bugs doesn't set the tone for me. I don't have anything against Bugs Bunny per se, but I haven't. I don't have. I, okay, I don't hate that little ditty thing at the start the way you do. Yeah, but I also just, I just think it's unnecessary because we already have the WB logo. logo show up and and then fade into a blimp. Why do you need like? Oh, by the way, also it's Warner Brothers up top in front of that. <laughs> like, well, I know. I, I, I think because like that's like the point of like stingers and the like is like yeah. okay, this is our property and now you get to see it. And it was just that they happened to animate the WB logo into it anyway. So it's like, well, that's on the Batman people, but we gotta I, have our shit yeah. here. I guess yeah. If they got it, if they do it somewhere like one other place, they gotta do it everywhere or something. Yeah. Uh, Nick Sorensen, easily have to be my favorite of the BTS Poison Ivy episodes. I love how Ivy, in her own twisted way, wanted to create the perfect and happy family life for herself, even if it meant that she'll have to resort to crime and hold the real Carlisle against his will to maintain her convincing facade. The plant clone babies waking up from their pods is still pods is still one of the most creepy and unsettling scenes they've done in the series. Here's to a new year of new podcast episodes with our favorite and fun yappy duo. They're of course referring to Dylan Pollock and Keen Machine. Of course. Cooney Phoenix. Hello. Oh, they start with that. Hello. I'm Hello. currently in Japan on a study tour. Oh, so I'm making my roommate listen to this as we chill in our hotel room. She <laughs> says it's very funny, and I see why you listen to this, so I'll Aww. consider that a win. Hey, that's uh, cool. <laughs> thank you, Cooney Phoenix's roommate. We hope we're, you stick around. We're big in Japan. The entire bit about dick, I was dying LMAO. But as, also, <laughs> hey, I'm glad you liked my song. Of course we like your song. It's yeah. Very cute, very good. So here's to a new yapping year of the DCAU and lots of laughter. Thanks for your hard work on the podcast, and I hope you have a nice day. We hope you have a nice day. Oh my God, that's a good comment. A chaotic day. <laughs> not after this. No, after nice. The, not after this. It'll be nice after this. Don't worry. It's sunny outside. It is sunny. It's sunny it's outside. Sunny outside. I can't believe it's sunny there. It is, yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, Luis Felipe, one of my favorite uh, BTS episodes, certainly one of the most heartbreaking too. Yeah, mm. Carly Barrett, did someone say costumes in modern main? Yeah, we did. Thanks for being here to do the be the costume person in modern main universe comics. It's usually explained that Robin's costume is based on the Flying Grayson's costumes from the circus. Mm. I personally like Robin's costume; it's comic accurate, although to a different Robin. And anything is better than Chris O'Donnell's dick armor in Batman Forever. <laughs> That's true. Agreed. It is like a, it's like a weird like what you would normally be like a cloth costume, but just like shaped into muscles. So I don't know. Yeah. I really, uh, it's really taking cod piece to the extreme. Mm -hmm. I told, I'd said that to you in the podcast. I think that Robin's costume is 
based on like circus stuff and you're like no that's red white and black right and i'm like harley quinn in my brain listening back to that yeah honestly <laughs> is, she is that a, across the board every circus must be these three colors like i don't think uh, so. you'll find especially in like the late uh 2010s mm-hmm. to well like actually like all the 2010s into the teens ish um just a trend or something say, yeah that it was basically like if you had a circus troupe you are unless you're p- performing for a specific like venue or event that requires a specific look mm-hmm. it just everybody everybody was doing black white and red like black and white stripes with some red accent okay well go tell dick's dead parents i will although it is weird like i think that the robin <laughs> costume being based off the flying grayson's thing in Batman Forever, strangely enough, is like their literal costumes as the Flying Graysons are just like the Robin suit in like a cloth version, but hmm. or spandex or whatever. But the uh, in this cartoon, we've already seen that the Flying Graysons are in like big flowery, like or feathery, not that at all <laughs> costumes. It's like so a lot I don't of know. Tool, I think, right? Maybe yeah. His Robin, Robin suit should just look like that. I don't know. Batgirl, fangirl, sideshow. Every time I see this one, I forget that Bruce is disguised as the reporter at the start. Yeah, we didn't even notice that until he started Superman taking off his coat. <laughs> uh, so it turns out all it takes to fool me is to wear a fake mustache. Boy, they must be very high up at the start on the train. They fall from the carriage off a railway bridge, <laughs> then fall from the hillside down some more, and then are confronted by a vast canyon that goes down and down and down. Gotham yeah. City must be very high up indeed. <laughs> yeah. It's like at sea level, but also so high above sea level. Maybe it's just like a really big lake and they're at like 16,000 feet <laughs> yeah, or something. They're just in a little island in the middle of a giant lake. Uh, I do hope someone gave Batman a lift back to Gotham at the end. Otherwise, he's got a very long walk back ahead of him. Yeah, we kind of talked about that with how did he even tell the police or whatever. Yeah, uh, I've not watched this one in a while. I must say I really enjoyed it. What struck me most was how well animated it was. All the environments and backgrounds have so much detail yeah. in them. I get the feeling they enjoyed getting Batman outside of the city for a change. Probably. The episode was very well paced as well, especially on the opening chase through the woods and the fighter on the water wheel. Yeah, what nobody knows what that's called, apparently. <laughs> Is it just called a water wheel? I don't know. A good story, well told, not surprising, given the quality of the writers involved. Well voice acted with a great guest. Uh, uh, wait, oh, with great music. Uh, I was like, who was the guest? <laughs> uh, I don't know how I read music as guest. I'm just stupid. I liked this and the earlier Croc stories very much indeed. Wonderful tune, Cooney Phoenix, great messages, Tip Tapricot, Scar Lowy, Dylan, and Scarface Nate. Keep keen, po- uh, yeah, oh God, keen podcast, James, Brian, and Cat, and five stars and five false mustaches. I can't read right now. I don't know what's going on. I love on. That, that Manchi is getting a credit. <laughs> podcast Cat, Podcat. Ooh. Super Luigi 64. Oh, thank God, a cure for my yap withdrawals. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Carly Baron added on, I figured whatever you were up to involves plants, Batman says to Poison Ivy, world's greatest detective. (laughs) (laughs) 1C209, I'm so happy to see you two back. Can't wait to see what more yappy antics you guys get up to. Lenola Cola, the dynamic duo of Brian, of Brother James and Brother Broderick are back, and with the most yappy of new theme songs. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ian Thompson, I always adored this episode. Creepy, cool, and jam-packed with Jim Cummings' Cactus Man growl-em-ups. Uh, it was also the origin of my prediction for dropping the thought experiment of, would you give up blank for an immunity to toxins and poisons on my nonplussed friends? Insert sense of smell, lactose intolerance, ability to see the color pink. Man, I'm fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Wait, is that an ability to only see the color pink or inability to see the color pink? <laughs> with the power to only see pink. <laughs> I got a friend that I was actually in an art class with back in high school that can see black, white, and yellow. Wow. That's it. I, it's like uh, there was a TV at the bowling alley that was only blue re- blue and red and everything else was uh, black and white. And I thought I was like dying looking at it for a while. Like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and I realized it was just a TV. I like that you didn't look around you to check. <laughs> no, just fixated on the TV. <laughs> well, I'm definitely dying according to this small box on the wall. <laughs> is the, is the on- ability to only see pink, is that like... <laughs> Uh, everything looks normal, but it's just shades of hues of pink. Or is it you can only see just a pink wilderness, like just infinite pink void? Oh God, I don't like <laughs> either of those options. It was like the <laughs> some drum corps camp where uh, we were discussing like what's the worst superpower you could possibly have, like, and then the the answer that we all agreed on was the ability to turn into a laptop for forever. <laughs> So you, can yeah, do it, so you can do it once and then you're always a laptop after that yep that doesn't sound great mark aquino final first comment new <laughs> year new yup house and garden was actually a decent episode all things considered not the best paul dini script not the worst either but boy did it go in a certain direction in the third act that even i didn't see coming it gave me some major John Carpenter's The Thing vibes and even slight WandaVision vibes given Ivy's sympathetic motivations. The animation from Dong Yang was actually pretty good this time too. I reckon after Mask of the Phantasm, the animation from this point on needs to be solid at the very least because that much that's pretty much raised the bar. Hmm. This also had probably one of the more random guest voices in BTS so far, voice acting legend Jim Cummings and a pre-Will and Grace Megan Mullally. That's the DCAU, baby. Hacha! Malayli. Malayli. Love the new Watchtower video, James. It's almost half an hour on uh, detail as minuscule as Superman's cheekbones. In the immortal words of Bruno Mars, that's what I like. For those keeping <laughs> up with the... <laughs> immortal, I don't know. Those keeping up with the sad, embarrassing escapades of that Yop Tower survey, whoever it was that filled in their slot with the entire script of Stuart Little 2, you have my respect and admiration. <laughs> all, all I did was submit the lyrics to that freecreditreport.com commercial jingle, but that's going the extra mile, and I respect that. Do you remember that? this is uh for for ordering their merch you had to fill out like a google survey and it was like impossible to finish correctly or whatever like you had oh to, right yeah would you like me to actually send you your merch and the answer was like you could only click no or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh big bus bear hugs to the number one podcast host in this here multiverse of ours i just want to jamie all night long and babylon starring margot robbie and brad pitt in theaters now <laughs> praise to, <laughs> praise to our lord and savior dylan pollock Love your podcast. Do great work. His loyal disciples, Scarlo, Ewan, Batgirl, Fangirl, Scotty, Cameron, Wednesday, 209, Tip Tap, Keen Machine, Banana Man, etc. Where the hell's Banana Man? Oh What's my going God. On? Where is everybody? And all the awesome sauce listeners of this yappy community of ours, you all the best. Never forget that. Here's to 2023 being the best year for the podcast yet. Until next week, Smoke Bomb. I, I think we need to not take a five month break from now on. That's true. If we don't go from, Jan- from December to May, maybe people would remember. But. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, that's the end of the mail. Hooray! And now we press this button, right? Goodbye! Oh, shit. That used to be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's this one. Ah. Back to the past. Bye. What was in there? Mail. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
let's go to the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, we're still here. Uh, thank you to Kimmy Cooney Phoenix and of course Brother Broderick for all our musical themes this episode. We thank, thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We we drop. Please subscribe to the Pod Tower YouTube channel for all new DCAU podcast episodes every week, and please leave us a five star review on whatever the hell you listen to this on. Uh, you may hear your review read on the show, especially if it's Apple Podcasts. That's the one I can look at. I don't have Spotify because I'm an old man. I'm older than Brian. New episodes of the podcast are released every Friday on the Pod Tower, as well as your favorite podcast feed and watchtowerdatabase.com. Mm. And the next episode of the <laughs> podcast, the next episode of Batman we're watching, is called Avatar. The way of water. <laughs> it's called Avatar. What do you think it's about? It's actually called Avatar. It is called Avatar. It's um, in whenever people make the joke of like, who oh, is it? The blue people or the weird, the Airbender? I'm like, there's a third one. <laughs> it's a Batman episode. <laughs> well, I'm gonna okay. I I want to break this down like logically and with like Webster's in my back pocket. Okay. So, like, with the idea of an avatar being, like, a stand-in kind of thing? Sure. Is it, like, a proxy of sorts? You're going to have to use smaller words. I'm I, the, <laughs> yeah, is there, just, is there a someone standing in for a someone, good or bad? Mm, kind of. I guess. Yes. Kind of. Or somebody making a stand-in for themselves. Uh, I, uh, kind of. <laughs> I don't have a better answer than that. <laughs> who do you think the bad guy is going to be? I'm not going to tell you yes or no. Just who, do, who are you guessing? <sighs> you can read my face. <laughs> that wasn't a clue. <laughs> it doesn't uh, end in face. <laughs> True was, face. I was say that narrows it down for Clay. No, I was trying to think of like who would, who would actively like do that level of like trickery mm. and i feel like i could talk myself into many like i could talk, easily talk myself into the joker doing some kind of dummy thing mm -hmm. i feel like i could talk myself into the riddler having a riddle thing so you're assuming this is all about like uh batman thinks this bad guy's doing a thing but it's not really them or something not necessarily or they're like, like a decoy kind of yeah. thing mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's Batman, really Mask hard. of the Phantasm. <laughs> it's not actually Batman. <laughs> Mask. It's an avatar. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that was an interesting. Here, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Dylan. Um, on uh, what? Yeah, Dylan Pollock. You know the no, one? Just Dylan. Just all Dylans. Every Dylan. Well, that's what everybody <laughs> is anyway. That's all the listeners. Yeah. yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> movies to watch before you die. Of yes. course, did a Mask of the Phantasm episode, which yes. you haven't listened to. You I should. I listened to the Tropic Thunder episode, and Dylan. <laughs> Don't you worry. Great. That's good. Um, but uh, Gab, one of the hosts, was talking about how upset she was with the title of Mask of the Phantasm. And like, nobody even says Phantasm. Yeah. And so I like wrote the two of them on Instagram and was like, ah, it wasn't supposed to be that. I, have this <laughs> I know information this. now. I'm Brian. I know things. <laughs> um, I don't know why I, that, that came to my mind. But I guess the idea of saying like it's hard to like guess like, the, you know, guess what's going to happen mm -hmm. just off of a single word. Even something like Avatar, which is, I think, more descriptive than, like, tree. Yeah. 
Which I'd probably guess like a Poison Ivy episode or <laughs> House something. House and but... Garden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get what the clue could be in the title. <laughs> like, it's... come on, Brian. It's the garden person. <laughs> well, then I... you got it eventually. Yeah, but also like, I got to say, man, like if you know what's going to happen, it probably sounds it's like super obvious, obvious. But yeah, n- yeah. like in hindsight. But like on this side, it's, it's not super I straightforward. Gotcha. I get you. So yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick with my super vague previous answer and yeah for bad guy i just don't know i could guess one but it's just gonna be a guess okay well before we leave the podcast yes uh we'll just leave it at that your guess is there's someone <laughs> doing something uh i have a couple of gifts for you and i first i need you to go get the beer <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> brian's going to get the beer we did extra stuff this time tigers on the hunt and beer uh, the whole box. The whole box. Okay. whole box. And I need you to bring it my way. Oh, it's a heavy box. <laughs> I asked Brian specifically what kind of beer he wanted, and he said Modelo uh, or Guinness. You you said something that would be like easily found oh, in any store. Yes. Well, I didn't want you to. I didn't want to ask you just outright and have you say like, "Oh, I prefer." This really obscure hippie <laughs> Portland beer that you've never heard of, and I have me go like, I fucking. Ah. I'm sorry, Lights Out Stout comes out of Bend. Okay. Okay, so the first gift, which you'll need to not take very much time with and look at later, is this camera from my grandfather. Oh, you can't do this to me now. <laughs> you can't you, you wait till the podcast is over to look it over in a nicer way. But No, I won't. Yeah, this, oh, we talked f- about this in the Mask of the Phantasm episode. Did we talk about it? Yeah, that I was oh uh, getting it for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's pretty nice. It's not in bad condition. It's pretty. It's for sitting out on the counter for who knows how long. <laughs> Sitting out on a table. Oh my god, dude! How dare you say I can't take much time with this? Yeah, well, you can take a little time. Oh my okay. god! The listener can see. Uh, the second <gasps> gift is this Hot Wheels I got as a stocking stuffer. That's Kit from Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> These are your Christmas gifts, Jamie. Why? I actually already gave you Christmas gifts. Like this is your early birthday gift. Uh, okay, this is a Lamborghini. Well, it says Kit. I don't know. It does. It says it says Night Rider Kit decked out a Lamborghini that looks like Kit or something. Oh. The original was a Pontiac Firebird. Oh, I just so <laughs> Jessica's dad gets me Batmobile Hot Wheels as stocking stuffers, uh-huh. and he's gotten me so many over the years. I've brought this up before that I've just have a collection now. Right, but I have most, I think, of the Hot Wheels Batmobiles at this point. So when he gets me a, a handful of them for stocking stuffers, there's so many like duplicates. Like, yep, I have that. So I had three that weren't duplicates, but one of them I think he thought was a Batmobile, and it's actually <laughs> Kit. <laughs> so there you go. I so I used to have a car. It was a Firebird uh-huh. that was very very close to the year of the original Knight Rider car. Oh, okay. And one of my favorite things to do when people's first time in my car would be that I would blast the Knight Rider theme song, which I had on my phone. <laughs> And I would just, I'd play that while driving people down around in it. <laughs> okay. Well, now you so, have that. I just, you, you brought up Kit like six different random times yeah. on the podcast. So I was like, I'll, I'll give this to Brian. Hell yeah. And then my final Thanks, gift to you, oh my God. Uh, I bought in Savannah uh, for while we were there for Maddie's wedding. And oh. I totally forgot to give it to you the last like two other times that I've seen you <laughs> since then. Uh, but here you go. It is a bell like you'd see on a front desk. But what does it say on it, Brian? It's this. Nope. The other side. 
It's, it says say? ring for a beer. Oh, well, interesting. I have some beer for you. <laughs> my plan was to fill my entire backpack with these so you didn't even know the beer was there. And then just pull, oh, and then just have two. How many do you have in there? <laughs> oh, uh, would you like another? We want one for each hand. Oh, no. This has gotten out of hand. He's. I've handed Brian three beers. Oh, I'm. So, there's. We're running out of beers. Uh, not really. There's not. actually there's four, like twelve there's left. Four, yeah. There's fourteen more, buddy. That's that's a dozen and a half beers. Oh, well, here you go. Thank we're gonna you. end the podcast now. See you next week for Avatar: The Last Airbender slash Blue People. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, guys, all set. Why, Croc? Why'd you turn on us like that? We could have helped you. We could have done something. You said you can be yourself out here, remember? I guess that's what I was doing. Being myself.